What's going on, everybody? It is Maddie Scoops. And Adam Ducks. And uh, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> Maddie Scoops? It's been like... What has it been, 16 months? I don't know. Something like... Was it like February? So, yeah, 14 months since I have last actually seen you. It's been a tough time. That's weird. We were going to do this every month. What happened? Uh, the Like hot ice cream, the world melted. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did it ever? Uh, what a time to be alive, everybody! Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, <laughs> so a lot has happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot has happened, and not a lot has happened at the same time. Um, but uh, spoiler alert: we went through pandemic. Yeah, I feel like that's gonna be a really dumb joke for a long time. Like, oh, hey, we just went through a pandemic. Whoa, right, right. <laughs> things are crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, we did just go through a pandemic. We did, and it was, in fact, crazy. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Um, but it kind of totally decimated any plans we had for Title Belt. Yeah, it decimated our plans by a year, which honestly, you know, in in retrospect, isn't that big of a deal. It wasn't the worst thing. No, nope. we're but very lucky that we both have stable jobs outside of this, and we both have careers that allowed us to continue to work the whole entire time, and we kind of just hit pause, and now we're hitting unpause, and we're getting this thing going. It sure gave us a ton of time to plan. Yeah, I feel like we have a lot of stuff in order. Yeah, um, where I feel like if, if, it, if it didn't happen, the pandemic, we would have kind of just winged it. Yeah, we would have. For a long time. Been <laughs> ducks running around with our heads cut off, for sure. Yeah, but uh, wait, we made the most of of yeah of uh, we took some lemons and we made the most of them. Yeah, as the, as the phrase commonly as, goes. Yeah, as your <laughs> mom taught you when things didn't go your way. You, you know? get a lemon, you make the most of it. Yeah, that's exactly how the phrase goes. Matt. Yes. Um. What uh? What wrestling have you seen as of late? So Let's talk about it. With the pandemic happening and with things slowly starting to come back. Uh, and with operations, you know, being handled and everybody being compliant to mm-hmm. CDC guidelines and everything like that, we have been able to go to three PWX shows yes. since the last time we were on this podcast. Um, shows are being held over in Rock Hill at this gymnasium, and the gymnasium is relatively... Um, it's a, uh, a, a dance, like gymnastics studio. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've seen some really crazy stuff. We've seen two people, uh, spoiler alert, maybe three, get signed <laughs> to larger uh, companies, which has been really cool. We yeah. saw Anthony Henry and Harlem Bravado make their way on over to uh, WWE. WWE. And then we saw um, J.D. Drake uh, make a huge appearance on He's AEW making a run right with now. John Schuyler. And uh, that's been really interesting. Uh, we had a crossover show. That was yep. crazy. Uh, the House of Hardcore, Eddie Kingston's promotion, yep. came on down and put on a great show for everybody. Uh, the the craziest thing that I think that we saw, though, was uh, TJ Boss winning the championship. Heck yes, long overdue. Long overdue. That was nuts. That's like, uh, that was, talking about long-term um, you know, storytelling, that's over two years, you know, unintentionally because of right pandemic crazy mm-hmm. um unintentionally uh over two years in the making because two years ago he, he won the belt for all of about 20 seconds mm-hmm. uh and then got taken off of him by jason cade and finally that's come full circle um and wow the, what a crazy emotional match that was 
Yeah, uh, the crowd was probably the hottest that we've ever seen it. Yep. They exploded. Yep. But I mean, <clears throat> you know, we've seen some really good wrestling, which is which is great. But I think more more importantly to us, and one of the things that I think is the the biggest thing to touch upon is that PWX has been allowing us to sell ice cream at their shows. Yeah. Um, the staff has been incredible to us. They've been selling the product for us so we can still watch the shows. Uh, we exchange free ice cream to the staff <laughs> and to the wrestlers. Um, it's kind of our, uh, you know, our shtick there to get the, the assistance that we get, which is really great. So we still watch the shows. We bring ice cream. And it's been really interesting being at those shows and seeing people eat our ice cream. It's really weird. It's very weird. I mean, it's great. It gets a huge pop out of us, but it's the best. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely talk a little bit more about the lo- the logistics and details and ins and outs of of that whole kind of unexpected venture a little bit later. Um, but yeah, the local wrestling scene is alive. Um, it took a big long break, but it is back, and uh, they are gearing up to do some stuff, and uh, it'll be exciting to. Um, see, they have a, another show this coming weekend, uh, What Lies Beneath, um, on Saturday. That's at that same place, the um, Rock Hill Gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be there. We'll have ice cream. Yes, we will. Uh, more on that later. Um, but let's talk about what happened to us, uh, Title Belt, um, during the pandemic. Um, Honestly, there's a, like, there's a period of the pandemic, I think that it was probably three months that we went without actually seeing each other. Yes, yes. Uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I remember the day we saw each other. It was really weird. Yeah. Um, you know, like three months in. But yeah, like 100% total shutdown. Um, and we probably didn't even think about doing anything title about. I mean, no. uh, it, I mean, it was unspoken. Like, obviously, we weren't going to be doing this business, which at that point in time was mainly based around doing pop-up in-person events. <laughs> um. <laughs> do you know what you can't do during the pandemic? Yeah. That, Large no. format pop-up events. Yep, certainly not. Um, so we didn't even talk about doing anything title belt until November. God, November? Yeah. Like, I think that's probably when we first started saying, like, hey, let's think about this again. We're getting in that direction. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was it. Solid break for eight months. Yeah. Not even talking about it. Yep. Um, but when we did start talking about it, we started we started pulling some triggers. Yeah, we went in. Um, one, of the, one of the bigger catalysts of us uh, really getting back into it was over the, over the break. Uh, man, it had to be late summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a local restaurant here uh, had to close its doors, and they right. were selling all of their equipment. And Adam and I saw that they were selling two ice cream machines mm-hmm. um, that were a, a little bit older, but the, those ice cream machines stay great for a very long time. Yeah, they're one of the best investments you can make in the restaurant world. And we saw that they were selling a lot of um, storage devices like Cambros and Quartz. And we ended up purchasing um, two new machines. We purchased a bunch of storage receptacles like Quart containers and Cambros. And that was really like the big leap that we took. You know, we spent a lot of money on this equipment and we were like, all sure right. Did. I mean, a lot for us. Yeah. Um, a lot for a small pop-up company, which that, is not at all established. That didn't yeah. have a good return beforehand. <laughs> sure didn't. Sure didn't. Um, yeah. So the the kind of 
ghetto Chinese um, ice cream machine that I got off of eBay um, for a song that you know has kind of strung us along until now. Um, we knew once we started doing more production, it wasn't going to cut it. And we had talked about investing in a larger machine for a bit. Um, and then these two machines kind of popped up and they were, you know, so reasonably priced that we decided to pull the trigger on both of them. Um, and now production, like I, I'm in heaven, honestly, doing production. It's so great. Um, <laughs> we've gone from being able to make, what would you say, a quart of ice cream at a time to being able to make. It took me, I think it took me about an hour like not even not even the the mixing part of it, just like the actual putting in the machine and freezing. I think it took me an hour to make a gallon of ice cream before, um, and now we do, <laughs> and now we do uh, three quarts every ten minutes, which per machine, per machine, per machine. So that's a gallon and a half every ten minutes. Uh, yep. So that has gone up. <laughs> sure has, and, and it's like it's kind of like the perfect where it's like it's not too big, it's not too little. It's like it's it's the perfect amount for us to make the next step production wise yeah the um, next step for those of you who aren't immersed in the ice cream world sure. would be us getting a machine that makes five gallons at a time yes um which is a floor model and what, what, what we have now is a, is a tabletop model which is still a very nice machine yeah uh, but the floor model would be like something that you would see at a you know a friendlies or a, a real ice cream Real ice cream place. Yeah. Not like us. Not like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll be a real ice cream company. Someday it'll be a real ice cream. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, and then so we took those and we set those up in our new production space, um, which is at uh, Duke's Bread, um, which kind of just works perfectly because, you know, I conveniently already have um, a production space that's, that's uh, inspected and regulated by the state um and we had a little bit of free space like emphasis on a little bit and one table <laughs> yep one table luckily for us <laughs> that's all title belt needed <laughs> and uh yeah so yeah we're set up there um we do we'll talk about it a little bit later we, st we still need to get our final um inspection for title belt um we need to do that in addition to the inspection we already have for duke spread um but we're getting there and along with the new machines. Um, that's kind of all the hardware that's new for us. Um, oh, we got the, I mean, this is, this is kind of fun to talk about, but we got that really cool uh, mobile freezer for events. Yeah, so there, Adam went on a kick. Uh, <laughs> sure uh, did. Adam can't resist the deal. So <laughs> Adam was on the internet looking at all of these auctions for uh, restaurants and places that were shutting down, which is, uh, I mean, uh, well, obviously it's, upsetting and it's very sad Sure. and condolences to all of those who have actually lost their jobs throughout this pandemic. And then, um, on the flip side of that, uh, it's given small people like us the opportunity who did want to go out on a limb and do something on their own. Um, you know, a couple of cheap viable options. Yeah. So there was a TCBY, uh, this country's best yogurt that was shutting down. <laughs> Just in case any of you didn't know what TCBY stood for, uh, they were shutting down and they had a mobile chest freezer um, that came um, with uh, ramps that you could basically ramp this chest freezer into the back of a van. Right. So for us, uh, we still need to get it up and running. Uh, we're in the process of getting that taken care of now. But what we'll be able to do is freeze the ice cream in the cooler overnight 
shut it off and then wheel it into a van and then be able to take that to whatever location we're going to be uh, serving and selling at. And then basically just have a whole chest freezer with us now. Yeah. And that's, that's, um, you know, kind of what we've been doing up until now is we basically have a large cooler and then we go to Harris Teeter and we buy dry ice, um, put it on top of it, transport it there. When we get there, I try to arrange the cooler so that the dry ice is keeping it frozen, but not too frozen. And because if it's right on top of it, then it's like rock solid and you can't eat it. And then that dry ice costs us $15 every single trip. It was a process. Um, so it's a process. Um, and this is much easier. And I think that we paid $400 for the chest freezer. Uh, yeah, for somewhere between four and 500. And that included the ramps with yes. it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like Adam was just saying, you know, if we were doing a pop-up <laughs> every other week, that's $30 yeah. a month, you know, the, yeah. the fridge is going to, we're going to recoup that cost soon, which was one of the big decisions to pull the trigger on it. Yep. And eventually we'll get it wrapped, which is going to be sweet. Yes. Yeah. Cause right now, yeah, we're pulling off. It's, it's wrapped in the TCBY logo. We'll pull that off. And we, we have a, a, a friend who does large format stickers. So we'll definitely get that logo plastered on there look pretty sick um but yeah so that's that's most of the the hardware we've gotten we've done a lot a lot of um formula tweaking um because kind of what we had been going on up until recently is basically just the recipe that i guesstimated at from the beginning and just kind of taking it from there uh and we've taken this time to kind of really dial in uh, the recipe to try to get as best we can and still a work in progress. Like it's going to be forever. Like every time we make a batch of ice cream, I'm going to adjust something to try to get something a little bit better. Um, but we're really happy with it. Uh, it's great. Um, so we started out, um, doing a lot of research on stabilizers. So stabilizers are a thing in ice cream, uh, which are, I think at first glance, a lot of people kind of turn their nose up at them. Uh, it's something that, you know, sounds worse than it actually is. But when you get into like what they do and what they're made of, um, really, it's kind of a, a boon for, for everybody, for the producer and the, the customer. Um, so stabilizers are basically different um, powders and, and most most of them come from natural sources. All the ones that we use come from natural sources. Um, that will either gel or gum or uh, stabilize um, the final product. And what that does, it, it does a plethora of things. It will create a better mouthfeel with the ice cream. It'll make it taste creamier. It'll keep it frozen longer. Um, it'll prevent formation of ice crystals. Um, and It will hold suspensions too. So sure. it, will, it will hold things together. So like if we have a, a, a flavoring um, that has a lot of liquid in it, yes. um, it will make sure that that bind stays and holds so that you don't get any separation in your ice cream either. Yeah. So we basically bought a bunch of different of these, you know, stabilizers and we kind of played around with the mix and we figured something out that works for us. Um, you know, we, uh, what was really important to us was something that, uh, created by our mouthfeel because, you know, being um, an ice cream company that does not use dairy, it's we're, we're trying to recreate that mouthfeel um, in the final product. And, uh, you know, along with the, 
what I think it has really done, like the most noticeable thing from just like a consumer standpoint is like before I would have our ice cream and be like, this is, you know, this is good ice cream. Now I, I, I eat it and it's like I am eating in, I'm going to say this like with, with a good intention to it. Like it tastes like I'm, I'm eating a commercially made ice cream. It tastes right. like I'm going to the grocery store. I'm buying ice cream, a, a very good ice cream, not just like a cheap ice cream. Um, but I feel like it's really put us in the realm of like this tastes and feels real. It's like before our ice cream had like a suit that was handed down to it. <laughs> and now our ice cream has gone out and gotten a tailor-made suit. Yeah. It just I, You just look better. You know, you were pretty good before, but yes, you're just better now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so that was the, the first thing. And then we went through actually a step that I kind of just recently have made moot with the next step that we've done. Uh, but one thing that we relied upon was a product called uh, Coco Lopez. It's a um, it's a coconut cream. Um, it's commonly used in the bar scene for making like pina coladas and that. Uh, in the beginning, we needed a product that um, was creamy and had a high level of sugar and um, kind of provide took the place of you know cream or milk in the final product so we used coco lopez and it worked great to be honest um but one thing that we didn't want to do is we didn't want to rely on this uh product we wanted to um, be able to make that ourselves uh so we figured out how to do it um we kind of figured out our own coco lopez formula and we did that and honestly it tasted better yeah, it did taste better. It tasted um, a lot creamier when we started making it ourselves, and that's probably yeah. because of the amount or the variety of coconut milk that we were using. Yeah, probably higher quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, <laughs> Adam, yeah. uh, in his talks of continuing to always try to make our, our product better, there was a hesitance to continue to use coconut milk. Sure. And that was because in... Some of our flavors, uh, specifically our fruit flavors, you could really taste the presence of coconut. Um, other flavors would exasperate that as well. Um, sometimes our chocolate, there yeah, would be a, 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 a high, a high um, you know, coconut t- flavor or taste in the background. And we were trying to work that out. We were trying to figure out how we could omit that flavor so yeah. that it could be more pure. Yeah, we um, with the Coco Lopez, uh, one thing that the Coco Lopez actually did really well is I, I, I think the coconut flavor was actually pretty light in it. So it was very noticeable when we switched to kind of our own recipe. Um, and it was funny, we were actually kind of trying to find um, a coconut milk that had the least coconut flavor to it. <laughs> like What a process. It's <laughs> kind of like, you know, it's a little counterintuitive to what you you'd normally want. Um, and, and the only brand that we could find, um, really was, was a higher quality brand that had a lot of coconut flavor and it was just coming through so heavily. Um, so yeah, we, so I just one day, I don't, I don't know why that one day, but one day I I just, it got on me and I was like, I got to figure this out. Um, and we did some research. We found, um, there's a vegan cream company, vegan heavy cream company. And their product is becoming much more readily available. Uh, and we felt pretty confident that we would always have that source available to us. Um, so I, I did a little test recipe on just uh, kind of the most bare bones flavor you can do, just vanilla. It's really hard to hide that flavor in a vanilla ice cream. Uh, so that was the first product that we made with it. And 
Um, Matt just had some about 10 minutes before we started podcasting the first round. Um, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great. Yeah, the, the difference that this um, heavy cream product has added, uh, this vegan heavy cream product has added, is it has um, a little bit less elasticity, which makes the mouthfeel a lot better and then makes the consistency of the ice cream, to me, appear to be a lot smoother, sure. which is interesting because like our product before, you could really liken it to a gelato or, yes. a, you know, uh, it wasn't like a sorbet. It was really never like a sorbet. A sorbet to me um, dissipates as soon as you eat it. There's sure. really low presence of a fat content. So it really, the flavor is going to evaporate as soon as you put it in, you know, into yeah. your mouth and hits your tongue and everything like that. And and traditionally, then, a sorbet is just like fruit and sugar. There's right. no cream to it. Ours always had that. So it was kind of like a, a weird like product that didn't belong in any category. Right. It was this odd hybrid because we weren't following the methods of making a gelato either because no. that would have incorporated a lot more air and uh, less air actually because it, it gelato has less air um our product now has a little bit more air which adds to the commercial viability and like the product that most people when they eat it they think it's ice cream um and that's partially due to this vegan heavy cream and it's also partially due to the, the stabilizers that we started using so needless to say we have worked, by we, I mean Adam, for the past <laughs> five months to really hone in this recipe. Yeah, there was one night where I had Matt over and I had five different chocolate ice creams for him to try. <laughs> He's like, these are our testers. Eat them and tell me which one is the best. Yeah, so we went with that. Um, anyways, getting a little bit long-winded on this subject. We've yeah. done a lot to adjust this formula and we are super happy with the results. Um, and we're starting to make those changes in all of our recipes, um, little by little. And it's been great. It's been real great. Freaking love it. Yeah. It's been really fun too. Um, it's been really fun because we've been going to the PWX shows and selling at them to see the response of other people. So one of the big things sure. that we'll talk about, I mean, we can talk about it now is well, one of the big things that we've noticed being at the PWX show, which mm -hmm. At the PWX show, you know, we have fans of various backgrounds. Sure. You know, we, we have people who are there to see wrestling. They are not people yes. there, um, you know, because they want to have a high quality vegan ice cream. Yep. Um, yes. But I mean, our ice cream, we want to be for everybody. And that being said, when we were at these PWX shows, we noticed so many people would come up to us and say something along the lines of, I wish that I could try that ice cream, but I can't eat dairy. Or people would come up to us and be like, do you know which ones of your products have gluten in them? Or do you know which ones of your products have soy in them? Or, you know, all of these weird um, specific but um, common allergens. And when that happened, the best thing that, you know, happens is we can look at those people and be like, you can eat every flavor you want yeah. if you're dairy free because yeah, there's zero great. dairy. You know, there's zero eggs in our in our product. And that's really been interesting. And with everybody else who's been commenting on the other dietary preferences or the allergens in which they have, Adam and I are always super, you know, really hyper-conscious on knowing what we're putting in and knowing what those allergies are and, yeah. we're, and we're marking them. So we've really, you know, always been a company that was going to make vegan ice cream. But one of the big things that we've seen in just the three or four shows that we've been out where we've had a large crowd is that 
other allergens and, and diet inclusive things are going to be very prominent for us as well. Yeah, because they really go alongside the you know the the vegan um, you know ice cream that we're doing. Uh, it kind of all goes along with it because you know you know when we first made this ice cream, it was for you know half the crowd was vegan and half the crowd was was dairy free. Dairy free. Um, and you know when I say half and half, that was you know that. that crowd was five people but (laughs) (laughs) um but you know that's kind of how it started so i mean it's we always knew that this kind of went along with the whole gluten theme of the product but it's just been kind of startling how prevalent that has been um and it's gotten to the point where you know in our sort of mission statement we're, we're we're changing it you know from being a vegan ice cream company to uh, you know, a, a restrictive diet inclusive ice cream company. Yeah, which was why back in the day, Adam had always used coconut um, milk instead of using something like almond milk. Right. And then we got away from, uh, you know, using uh, coconut milk to using oat milk. Yes. And, you know, we still do have coconut in our uh, formula, but the, yeah. the the coconut is kind of weird when it comes to nut allergens. Um, right. It, it, it yeah, is, I, I originally used almond milk mostly. But then we switched over to the oat milk um, for for the nut allergy. Right. Yeah. And now we're able to, you know, um, always pretty much have a flavor that's gluten-free and vegan. Yes. Um, we're, th- there's very little, if there is prevalence or presence of soy in our formula. The yeah. only the only soy would be derived from lecithin and not entirely from protein, which is really right. w- weird niche for those of you who have that allergen, but you should be good. And uh, we're going to continue to try to make sure that we're putting out ice cream that everybody can eat. One of the things that uh, stood out to Adam and I the most, one of the coolest things that stood out to Adam and I the most about when we first went to PWX was a mission statement that they had at the beginning of the show. Um, Before the, you know, the big video package plays, before the event started, um, Patrick and Brian, the two, uh, you know, the owners of PWX or the representatives of PWX come on the screen and they talk about um, how wrestling is for everybody. You know, they say that there will be no um, race, racial slurs. There will be no, you know, homophobics where, um, you know, there will be no um, meanness towards the crowd. Like everybody will respect one another. There will be, you know, n- none of that bad Everybody stuff. is welcome. Everybody is welcome. And that's what we really wanted to create when we were formulating our ice cream. Um, that stood out to us. It was really important to us to try and make it so that um, everybody had a, had an option and, and it could be for everybody because who, who the hell doesn't like ice cream? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do. And we love it. Yeah. That's, great stuff. <laughs> that's why we're here. Yeah. Um, so that's been kind of like a, a, a big change for us is this our sort of mission statement. Um, we've been going through a couple other changes. Um, we've been really trying to work, you know, we've been trying to, we kind of have these two different steps going forward. And then, you know, one of them is just like, let's produce ice cream and let's get out there and let's get back to normal. And the other one is like, let's work on our final vision for title belt the final branding, our final name, our final logo, our packaging, everything going forward. Um, and we've been trying to get to the bottom of that. And we're not quite there yet um, because um, for all of those of you who, who listened to our, our, our last episode 14 months ago, 
um, a hot topic was, can we call ourselves Title Belt Ice Cream? And the answer is no. no. Nope. Can't call ourselves Title Belt Ice Cream. Thanks, Big Dairy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out, we don't want to have to do this again. We don't want to have to change our name again. No. Um, so we want to try to get it right at we have, this point in the game. We have 700 followers. Yeah. <laughs> you guys will figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not worried about everyone listening to this now. We're worried about everyone who's listening to this in five years when yeah. we're you know, a much bigger company. <clears throat> um, so we're trying to get it right right now. So are we just calling ourselves Title Belt? Are we Title Belt Frozen Desserts? Are we Title Belt um, Restrictive Diet Inclusive Frozen Delights? R-D-I-F-T for short. Yeah, sure. Um, so we're trying to fi- <laughs> we're trying to figure that all out right now, and along with that is our you know our logo because that's going to really affect um, how that looks. Um, and then when we get all that, then we have to work on our packaging because we have been doing a lot of work on our packaging. Um, we've been uh, doing research and getting samples from uh, you know pint packaging companies uh, to have them custom printed exactly how I want so it so it looks like you are buying a pint of ice cream out of the grocery store it's not just like a soup container that we got at restaurant depot with a sticker stuck on it um we're going to be doing that for a little while which is fine for a minute everybody cool your jets (laughs) (laughs) we'll be doing that for a bit uh and that's fine but you know it's just working towards that end product yeah, the, um, the, the, the progress is the process. Yes. We are going through the process now to make it so that when there is progress in our company, we have the ability to already have the foresight on the things that we want to do. Yeah. So, you know, that's been a big step um, that we've been working on. Um, and kind of the other big thing that we've been working on is this sort of how, like what events do we want to go after? What business model we want to go after? Um, you know, we love doing these events because it really gets the name out. Um, we've done one event since COVID happened and we gained over a hundred followers just from that one event. Um, and the, the wrestling shows have been in value too. You know, we'll talk about a little bit later, but that's, those have opened up some very surprising avenues for us. Um, so do, like, do we want to keep going with these pop-up events versus do we want to wholesale to restaurants versus do we want to, um, sell to stores for retail and what level of each of those do we want to do? Which ones do we want to prioritize? Um, and a lot of that, I think right now we're, you know, we're sticking with the, the events because we know that and that's where we're used to and that's what we're set up for right now. But going forward, once we get that final name, once we get that final logo, once we get that final packaging, how heavy do we want to go after that retail um, versus what we're doing right now? Uh, yeah, and it's interesting because on the back end, all of those decisions come with different varying levels of work and yep. responsibility sure and ability to perform. And as everybody knows, Adam and I both have other full-time jobs. So it's really difficult trying to align our free time and our energies you know, yeah. in the appropriate spot. Yeah. To use a wrestling term, we're not trying to work ourselves into a shoot right <laughs> we now. We sure are not. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's been interesting. Uh, and I think one thing that we have been doing to a little bit kind of push us in our the final direction we want to go, we want to go into, it has been um, really pushing our events towards a pre-order model. Yeah, uh, and one of the things we worked on it, it it wasn't like a ton of work because you know Square does most of the work for you, but we have set up uh, a website. Uh, it's a pre-order website through through our Square, 
um, titlebelt.square.site. You can pre-order Title Belt ice cream on there. Um, and we've been really trying to push our events to a pre-order model versus sort of a uh, last minute, spur of the moment, let's go buy some ice cream sort of thing. Let's talk about how this works and sure. let's talk about why. Previously, the way that we would handle an event is we would say, this event on Facebook has about 500 people interested. Yeah. Of these 500 people who said that they might go, let's say 300 of them go. Yeah. Of these 300 <laughs> of these people that go, let's say we make 150 portions of ice cream. We're like at least half the amount of people that show up at this event are going to want ice cream. Then day of 150 people show up Yep. and then we sell 60 portions of ice cream yeah. or 500 people show up and we sell out in two hours and we look like buffoons sure do. So what that does is it either leaves us with product, which isn't good because we don't have a lot of varying ways in which we could sell product that's extra. Yeah, not our storage moment. space is limited. And our storage space is a chest freezer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is when you guys uh, do pre-orders is it sets an expectation for the amount in which we have to initially make. So if we know 10 people are going to come out for pre-orders, then we know for the most part, the people who are going to show up to our event have already pre-ordered ice cream through yeah, us. Sure. And then all of the other stuff and all of the other people who come, that will be, you know, extra gravy on top of the, yeah, it's a bonus. you know, the bonus gravy. Um, so kind of piggybacking on this, we'll tie these together, but we did, we, we've done one event since COVID happened um, and it was very low key. Um, we just put it up on our social media. Uh, we were fortunate enough to kind of do it alongside a thoughtful baking company. Um, but a couple of weeks ago on March 29th, we did just a, a pre-order and pickup at Free Range Brewing. Um, and kind of very low fanfare. Uh, we advertised a little bit on our social media and that was about it. Um, but overall, it was great event. It was pretty decent. You know, pretty decent. We had, I, I was surprised at the number of pre-sales that we did. Um, and we did bring a, like a little bit extra, you know, for sale day of, it was on a Monday at like 5 PM, uh, at, at, uh, free range brewing and shout out free range. Yep. They're, I mean, they're killer partners of ours. Um, I wasn't really expecting a lot. No. And yeah, well, Adam is forever the pessimist of the group. Yeah. I like to say I'm the realist, um, yeah, but yeah, sure. Fair. We'll say pessimist. And we all know who gets excited. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a secret. It's not a secret. <laughs> Um, but you know, everything extra that we brought, we sold in addition to all the pre-orders, which is the first time I think that we can really actually say like that happened. Like it was the yes. most positive experience that we could possibly have had. Yeah, it was great. Um, did a lot better than I thought we would. Um, and then it's really difficult on our end because we don't know if that first event went so well because everybody was really excited for ice cream yes. because it had been like you know, 12 or 14 months since we've been out. Yes. Um, there has been a few other really small events, you know, that Adam and I would have brought in small amounts of ice cream to right. know, a couple of cups for friends or a pint for, you know, X, Y, Z, but yeah. this nothing. was kind of our real first, like not yeah. big, but our first like legitimate, like normal event back at it. Um, and it went great. Um, and the pre-order model was great. It yeah, really well. The pre-order model really helps us know what to expect. And, you know, we have seen a few of our other friends who are in this 
pop-up culinary space doing this model. Uh, you know, Rob Clement from Ashugana, um, him and, and Hannah uh, Wusika, they've been doing this pop-up model and it's been very successful for them. Off the, the kind of, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say it, off the success of our first event back, we have set up kind of our next bigger event. Um, and that is going to be a larger event this coming Saturday at Free Range Brewing again. Thanks, Free Range. Uh, and it's going to be, hopefully, the first of a series of events. Uh, and we worked hard on this name. Oh, God. We worked real hard on this name. This name took two weeks to come up yeah. with. Because <laughs> we wanted it to be just right. Uh, Slam. Small. Local. Artisan. Market. At Free Range Brewing, April 17th, 1 to 3 p.m. Get your pre-orders in right now. So the idea of this is we, you know, we wanted to be a pre-order model. And, you know, the first event that we did worked really well. And we had, you know, a, a buddy with us. We had Thoughtful Banking Company. And, you know, people came in to pick up pies. And they were like, what's this ice cream? And they pick mm-hmm. up ice cream and vice versa. Uh, and it really helped. So we're trying to make that sort of a larger event where we can all just piggyback off of each other's sales. Um, so the first one's the Saturday. We got us and, and, you know, three other tag team partners. So there's, you know, previously mentioned Meshuggana, mm-hmm. um, Jewish cuisine. Uh, and then we have Lumen Candles and then uh, Sweet Syrup. And we'll all be there this Saturday. And how many pre-orders do we have for that, <laughs> Matt? <laughs> I think we have two pre-orders so far. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, this small business stuff is no joke, okay, no, everyone? It's a, and, and, and it's wild. It's wild to me that this, I mean, we had planned this event is going to be big. We want this to be larger. We want this to be like our signature event that we do right. regularly every month with rotating vendors. And like, we want this to be our big event that drives sales, our big monthly event. And basically our pay-per-view. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, our pay-per-view. Exactly. And now we're almost there. We're, you know, five days away from it. Booking has gone to shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, you know, a, a tenth <clears throat> of the pre-orders from our small little throwaway pop-up that we did. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, you know, we don't know why. We don't know if just so many people are going to show up day of. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure that they will. Like, I'm forever the, you know, oh, it'll be fine. I, I'm sure there will be a lot of people to show up. Um, and I'm I'm planning accordingly with numbers. Um, but it's just wild because we, 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 we've been trying to do this pre-order thing. And now we're here and it's kind of gone to shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we're back at doing just like pop-up events and kind of guesstimating. And, you know, we're, we're not like complaining that much. Nope. Um, you know, it's going to be a great event. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a beautiful day, and all the vendors are going to be awesome, and Meshuggah is going to kill it. There's mm-hmm. going to be a line yep. for them, and we're going to kind of just... Sweet Syrup's doing mocktails. It's so sick. Yeah, it is real sick. I'm really excited for those. And, and Lumen Candles, like, we've followed her for a very long time, uh, me and my wife, and she's... The candles are just great. She's just awesome, yeah. you know? Yeah, she's awesome. We've done events with just, her before. Yeah, we did the... The, the Lenny, Lenny Boy. The Lenny yeah, Boy the pop-up. Market. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we're, we've got some ideas. Um, I think what we might start doing going forward is we might have a pre-order only flavor. 
Um, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I know. It's a big reveal right Get there. Get the hype. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ice cream hype beast. Yeah. And that's, and that's going to do a couple things. That's going to hopefully drive pre-orders because people are going to want to get this pre-order flavor. And then they'll say, oh, well, you know, might as well pre-order these other flavors that I want, you know, while I'm at it. Uh, and it's going to let us do some flavors that I have been tentative about doing in the past because maybe they're a little bit more labor intensive. Or difficult, like just difficult in general. Yes. Um, we made, uh, for one of the smaller wrestling events, we made maybe one of my favorite, fl- I mean, definitely one of my favorite flavors, uh, a key lime pie flavor. And there's no way I want to do that for large production. <laughs> no chance. Adam was candying graham crackers. Sure was. And then dehydrating them yep. to make it so that they would stay crisp uh, when mixed into the ice cream. It was killer. It was, it was incredible. so good. Um, and there's no way I want to guess. You can't do that. I don't want to guess at a, a production for that or make, or you know, for a, just a, a walk-up event. But, you know, for pre-order, might be able to do that because then, then I know. And then we can make, you know, those cool things. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, it's going to be an evolution. Um, and we're just kind of playing it as it goes. Um, so, uh, please come out to Slam, the first uh, inaugural Slam, small local artisans market. That's this Saturday, April 17th, 1 to 3 at Free Range Brewing. Uh, Pre orders highly encouraged highly and appreciated. Encouraged. <laughs> um, you know, come out and get some uh, elderberry syrup and candles and, and Jewish cuisine. And obviously, get a it. bunch of beer from Free Range. Get a ton of beer from Free Range. They are doing some incredible things. They're about to start releasing their own um, seltzers. Bro, I think that's like an industry secret. Is it? Shit, I'll cut that out. No, it's going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Those guys are the best. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Um, For the eight of you that listen to this, <laughs> that's generous. Don't you, don't yeah. you dare tell Free Range we said this. <laughs> Um, so that's the Saturday. So come on out to that. Um, and then <laughs> Saturday is a banner day yeah, for because, title belt because that's not enough for us. No. Um, and, and, and granted we did not plan this. No, it just happened. It just happened to happen. Unfortunately, unfortunate. Yes. Uh, but also on Saturday, that very same night, um, is the next, uh, PWX show in Rock Hill at, uh, Rock Hill gymnastics. Uh, what lies beneath, um, and as we mentioned before, we are doing ice cream for the PWX shows, and we can't disappoint. We have a following there now. Um, so we'll be doing some flavors for them as well. Uh, the flavors might look a lot like the flavors that we're typically doing. Maybe. But. Yeah, you know, whatever. We might <laughs> we might have a strawberry, but then with a local wrestler, John Schuyler strawberry. That's uh, right. Slapped right on top of it. But um, we're trying to make lives easier for ourselves, folks. Yeah. Um, but, you know, before, so that, that's, that's going to be, you know, a great event also. And that's, it's going to be a tiring day. It's going to be a long day, but we're going to get to the end of it. And it's going to be, we're going to feel pretty good about ourselves, I think. Um, one thing I think we skipped over, let's backtrack a little bit because we still got plenty of time. Um, PWX shows that we've done. Mm-hmm. So this will be the fourth. This mm-hmm. coming Saturday will be yep. the fourth one that we've done. So the first one back, we just made as a surprise ice cream for everyone in the back. Right. We themed ice cream after the wrestlers. We just put a mini freezer in their back room and they helped themselves. Just as like a, we're so hype. Yeah, welcome back. Local wrestling is back again. Yes. <laughs> We've missed everything yeah. about it. Um, And that paid off because everyone fucking loved it. Yeah, we were very lucky. 
and uh, one of those people being the owner of PWX, Brian Kanabrowski. Mr. Brian. And they invited us to actually make it for sale. So then we started doing that. The following event, which would have been Rise of a Champion? Uh, Road, Road to Rise right, of the Champion. Right, right. And then was Rise of the Champion. And now we're at What Lies Beneath. Um, so then we started selling it to the crowd. And that kind of killed it. Yeah. we. I mean, any avenue in which we could sell the ice cream was great. I mean, the long-term goal yeah. is definitely to hopefully be able to sell ice cream at as many wrestling shows as possible. Yeah, and as we mentioned before, briefly, you know, we realize that these small local wrestling shows aren't our kind of key demographic for our ice cream, like, a, you know, a, a, a vegan, high-quality, high-end ice cream. Uh, maybe a, a small local, you know, wrestling show isn't, the crowd that it's you're not the parking going. lot of a whole foods everyone okay yes thank, thank you yeah <laughs> thanks for thanks for having a, a much more illustrative example yes uh we're great tag team partners yes um so you know we, we are kind of switching up our pricing model and that sort of thing for these shows um but we're okay with that because you know hopefully it gets this exposure and honestly we're kind of having fun with it yeah um and things are getting really fun with it because that all worked because as soon as we started selling it to the public um Word kind of got around. Uh, the wrestlers started getting into it. Uh, we started theming it after more wrestlers. And we had uh, promoters come up to us and say they want our product at some of their shows. Yeah, so now we're like in this weird <laughs> indie ice cream circle. Yeah, it's really <laughs> funny. After the last show that we went to, it. <laughs> I said to Matt, it feels like we are working the indie scene along with all the wrestlers. Yeah, because we're, <laughs> we're getting booked for a show in Columbia, and then people are asking if we'll go to Burlington. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of wild. Uh, it's exciting. It's a lot of fun. We're going to expand our, our wrestling horizons, that's for sure. For sure, which is going to be great. Um, and, you know, we're just going to see where it takes us. Uh, so after this Saturday, you know, the Saturday we have Slam. And then we have What Lies Beneath, the PWX show. Um, after that, uh, like like Matt mentioned, we had a company in uh, Columbia, South Carolina approach us that wants us to do a show um, with them. Uh, we had a, another local company come to us and, and say that they want us to possibly do a show for them. And we'll see about that. I don't yeah. know. We're going to kind of... Yeah. And then we're, we're going to start planning for Slam Round 2. Yep, Slam Round 2. I'm sure we'll come up with some much more witty things for that. Yeah. And the whole point of Slam, obviously, is to get exposure to these small businesses who are like us, who are trying to do something that they're passionate about and that they're excited about. So those those are going to be really great. I'm very excited to see what the turnout is for that. And it's interesting, you know, to see how much more legitimate our company will come between sure. now and the next time that we have another podcast. I think that... Originally, this whole concept was something that was very fun and something that we really enjoyed doing, and, and it still is to this day, and it's still exciting to see just where this is going to end up, you know? Yeah. Cause when we listen back to <laughs> this podcast in, you know, in two or three years, what are we going to be doing? What are we going to be talking about? Yeah, who knows? Um, and, you know, Matt and I both work in small businesses, and we both know it's, it's amazing 
you don't know the direction that the company is going to go in. You can you can have a vision and you can prepare yourself and opportunities will arise that you had no idea even existed. And the question is, are you ready to meet those opportunities right. which make is, the most of them? Which is why we're working so much on our packaging and on our branding right. so that when these things do pop up and when, you know, a friend from Common Market or a friend yeah. from Reeds says that they want to have our, yeah. you know, our product in there, we're ready to go. Yeah. And then once that happens, once that first, those first couple of retail partners, you know, sign up and we're, we're in there, who knows where it's going to go from there because then our exposure is going to go through the roof. Yeah. It's really exciting. It's been a lot of fun to work it through and to work the business angle of it and to just, you know, continue to try. I mean, that's all we're doing. Like yeah. both of us have a lot of experience in business <laughs> and running companies. You know, Adam runs a company. I ran restaurants. I'm a big part of the company that I work for now and still feel like we know nothing and are yeah. incredibly humbled every day and, sure you are. know, trying to just continue to put our best foot forward so that we can make the best ice cream possible, which is why, you know, Adam continues to tweak the recipe and I continue to try to teach myself on social media, on taking <laughs> photos, on, you know, doing things and running logistics and analytics and it's, oh, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. We didn't even talk about, uh, all of our great photo stylings. Behind Matt the Martin. Scenes. Oh my gosh. Check out her Instagram. He's been killing it lately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're just, we're just out here. <clears throat> we're just out here trying, we're having fun and we're just preparing ourselves, to, for when that opportunity knocks. Yeah. One thing that we've, you know, I think one of the things that I dream about, I have two dreams <laughs> Two of the, one, one of the dreams that I have is that one day we'll have a retail actual physical location sure. and, and Adam doesn't want that uh, entirely because Adam doesn't want to manage a regular, you know, his normal business and an ice cream business. I'm not as against it as I once was. Sure. We'll but I haven't told Adam yet, but one of the things that I want, because I was trying to reimagine how this we is, would do an ice cream place. Oh boy. And the one, the, the big thing that I like to think about is that our ice cream store would have two separate entrances, one for the faces and one for the heels. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you would walk down basically a Titan Tron before you get into our front line. I hate this idea. Yeah. No, so no, sick no. though. No, this is no, 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 no. I, I can, this kind of cool. And then another dream that we have is that we, you know, might tour with a small wrestling promotion. So sure. like this small wrestling promotion would be booking the East coast, you know, for instance, and we would travel with them making and selling and producing and, yeah. you know, be out there and getting in front of all these different places, you know, whether it be a place like PWX, if they ever take shows on the road mm -hmm. or something bigger or crazier than that, who knows? But, you know, eventually we would like our ice cream uh, to make it so that we get introduced to really epic and famous wrestlers, which I feel like has already happened. We've met a few larger wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, been. you know, it's pretty early on, but like it's, I, I think the list is kind of impressive for where we're at at the moment. Yeah. The list is great. Yeah. Um, and we're getting everyone's like, we're, we're, anytime we theme ice cream after a wrestler, we're getting them to sign uh, a pint container lid with their sticker on it. And someday when we, when we have a wall, Mm -hmm. We'll have a wall of, you know, wall of fame, wall of all of our yeah. themed ice creams with the signatures on it. Cool. What do you think, Ducks? That's it? 
I mean, I guess so. Our time's almost up. All right. This is Matt and Adam. We're tagging out. As always, everybody, thank you for supporting your local ice cream company. Always support local wrestling. Thank your farmers. Call your mothers. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. This has been another episode of Title Belt Developmental. Until next time, this is Adam Ducks. This is Matty Scoops. 